Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, everyone. We're nearing the end of Season 6. This is an important one. This one is called Across the Sea. This is one that we've been talking about obliquely for a long time. It helps fill in a lot of gaps if you want to use it for that purpose. <laughs> at the very least, it gets you like the backstory of Jacob and Man in Black. Yes, at the very least, it has yeah. that. But this is a divisive episode of Lost. I find it fascinating. I think I think you need it at some point. You could argue where it needs to go, but I think there would have been something missing, too much missing from Lost without it. Yeah, we'll we'll go into some of the, the debate about this in a little bit. But first, before we delve into all that, let's get our uh, first-timer impressions. Hi, Janelle. Hi. So what did you think of this this one? I think it didn't explain anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, fair. I mean, it explained where Jacob came from, and it explains that there is history between him and Men in Black and that they are brothers. And not much beyond that. And I guess it explains like the two rocks that I don't even remember Jack and Kate finding in episode one. Although I do remember Locke making that comment about our very own Adam and Eve. The two dead bodies they had found in the caves was in episode one. It would have been like mm, pretty early on, though. Yeah, and five or so when they were exploring the caves for the for one of the I first was, times. I think in season one. Season one. Sorry. Okay, uh, gotcha. But um, we know for a fact that Man in Black is not entirely dead, not entirely non-existent because of the rest of Lost. Mm -hmm. So I'm confused about this business of Jacob burying him and saying goodbye to him and treating him as though he were dead in spite of conversations we've seen that I would think have taken place since then between him and Man in Black. <laughs> There's a lot of dots to connect in here. Again, like Lost tends to do, and this, again, if you were watching it back when we when it was on TV, like, everyone was, at least Tim and I, were, like, hyped up on connecting everything humanly possible. Um, <laughs> and Doc Jensen helped uh, back in the day. A columnist for Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. Oh. But Who was very prolific about it. Yes, very pro It was It was a lot of fun back in the day. But, yeah, there's a lot of dream between the lines. And I think the Man in Black storyline is one of those i think the i think the implication and maybe we get some more explanation in this next episode I, but i think the implication you can get is that we've already seen that smoke monster takes the form of dead people yeah so it makes sense that sometimes he would want to take the form of his past self if you want to think of that basically yes his consciousness i think that he is is alive is, and present in, in the, the smoke, smoke monster, monster but his body died when he became the smoke monster uh think of think of it his soul got turned into the smoke monster if you will but he, he doesn't have a body to I, go I, back think, to anymore. I think that's a thing worse oh. than death that the mother was well one of the one of the many things worse than yeah. death that can happen from uh, going into the cave uh, or at least the way that he went into the cave. <laughs> the way he went in the cave and okay so there's something i remember i don't know who came up with it mentioning whether it all is really reading between the lines so that whole village is like on fire and everyone's dead. Yeah. How does one lady do that? Yeah. And so the implication people have read into is that she was originally also the smoke monster. Oh, gosh. Well, it makes some amount of sense because of her killing Jacob and Men in Black's mother and taking yeah. them and lying to them their whole lives yeah. about who they are and where they came from. I, I think the idea is that she played both roles of both judge and protector. And they got split up. And this is my reading. This is no one else's. Mm -hmm. In some ways, it got split up between Jacob and Man I, Black. I mean, I, I can see that interpretation. I mean, 
you know, at one point Jacob asks her, well, Allison Janey, let's yeah. say, <laughs> the actress who plays this crazy, the crazy lady. Mother. Which we, we got, remember, Man in Black early in the season was like, yeah, my mom was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he asks her, why do you love him more than me? And she's like, Jacob, I love him in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I had always kind of figured, it's like, yeah, in some ways, she is more like yep. Man in Black than she she, she was is. like Jacob. She was mm-hmm. this kind of manipulative. And she, like what she said about people was basically the same thing that he said about yeah. people. I mean, they were, they were like each other. Jacob's the oddball yeah. in many ways. So that's why I think like Jacob interpreted that as like, her liking him more. It does make sense that then Jacob's mor- morality would be kind of skewed. He never really had a good center to begin with. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah that, that whole, like, uh, she was like, you have to do this. You have no choice. And now he's he's all about giving people like, hey, choices. You can do whatever you want. To a fault. <laughs> to a fault. And he's very hands-off in some ways just because I think he just learned that from his mom. Didn't seem particularly hands-on either, actually. Yeah. With the other, with the, I mean, these other people are living on the island for... 30 plus years. Yeah. And she just kind of lets him for the a others, while. Yeah. <laughs> the others. So, yeah. so are we, well, okay. Other first impression before I start going. <laughs> Where did this witch come from? That is the part that was the saying we kept saying off. But what did she say? Him. Also to for, for every, for every question I answer, there will come more questions that there is. Yeah. They're not going to, it's not trying to do a, the beginning, but a beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To quote real time. I mean, this is about as origin story as Lost origin story for the island that Lost will probably ever give. This is a very postmodern show. They're not going to go into the mythology of how this island came to be the source of all life and light and whatever all that stuff is. Here's, it just is. Here's what I wonder. Okay, so Claudia, I'm assuming, is what, Greek? Roman? Uh, sure. So she's pre-that. And we know there's Egyptian artifacts all over the place oh that's interesting so i'm assuming she's egyptian again i'm just reading between the lines so you wait you think claudia's egyptian no no the mother oh the mother oh i assume she came there with the egyptians yeah yeah i'm i'm saying fake mother i'm saying island mother is egyptian okay that's why i'm going because egyptian is the oldest civilization we've seen on the island Mm -hmm. so that's just my reading but that's i i mean that's just headcanon i mean yeah there's lots of like Connected that's like I said, in all this. I mean, we saw a hint of the origins of the frozen donkey wheel, wheel yeah. except apparently Allison Cheney destroyed it all. So, uh, like, I guess they had to remake it, or well, like my, she my, buried it, and maybe someone dug it back up. Well, my guess it. is that part of this very long con to get off the island is probably getting that thing made. I, no, I mean, I, so. I mean, that was his first way to get off the island. True, true. I mean, I wouldn't say it was part of like the. Long con that involved Locke, but it was no, no, no. I mean, just his his set, continuing efforts to get off the island. Yeah. Wonder where they. He probably convinced someone else to to build the thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, to recomplete the project and the machination yeah. and all that. So I guess the big reveal in this, besides the backstory, is that this is clear as clear as we're ever going to get about what the island is, or what the center of the high island is. That there's this water and this light that is basically life, the universe, and everything. I mean, they don't pin it down because it's lost. Because it's lost. They're going to be postmodern-y, vague as much as they can. But it is an important tie-in to things that we've seen over the course of the show. The pockets of like electromagnetism, the healing properties of the island. The dead island. people hanging around. The idea that the island is a very important place for life and death and rebirth, she said at some mm-hmm. point. So, again, just with my, you know, I just keep thinking that maybe this 
purgatory thing revolves around this too. Sometimes there's hints about water being an important aspect, yep. like Locke being able to sense the rain and the rain coming at weird times. Yep. And it's interesting that I, I never call it, there's a lot of um, connections to just main themes of the loss, which maybe we'll talk about. But I thought it was interesting that the man in black looks in the hole and says, it's beautiful, just like Locke. Hmm. So it's back in season one. I guess. I just, I again. I mean, there's parallelism all over yeah, this, and, this thing. And I think the parallelism, I think, is the other thing that people like me really enjoy in the fact that you get the sense that the island's cyclical. Again, Lost in general has more of an Eastern vibe to it. And I mean, every once in a while you get some, some Christian-y episode. But, you know, there's a lot of Eastern vibe to it. And that this sort of cyclical that what these three characters do those sorts of things kind of have imprinted on the island, keep having. Babies being stolen, raised by the wrong person, manipulating to get your way, seeing dead people, and that makes you special. I mean, that this is all kind of, not so much an origin story, but an explanation that this is just sort of the, the way the destiny on the island kind of bends things. Yeah. It's a fascinating episode because it feels mythological almost in some ways because it's a very Greek tragedy almost too. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some of that aspect to it. Yeah, the tragedy of it. The and the fact that there's enough vague stuff going on that mm-hmm. it feels like incomplete. Like we don't even know exactly what time period this is set in. Exactly. But it's interesting because it also feels slightly modern because we are here. We are like kind of analyzing the psychology of how this influenced Jacob and how yep. it influenced Man in Black. And mm-hmm. So it's a it's a fascinating mixture of the old and the new in I a guess, lot of ways. I guess it was you know interesting. They could have put a year or something. I mean, they've done it like Richards. Yeah. So they just mm-hmm. this is I think supposed to be kind of a timeless view of a moment of an important epic of the island, and was I. At least I've always read into it that this is how a lot of these rules get mm-hmm. started. You know, when, when you're in charge, Jacob, you can make the rules you have. Mm-hmm. And everyone can listen to those. Yeah, it's almost like becoming the protector of the island gives you the ability to enshrine certain details about how it works. And maybe even the fact that Jacob and, and Black, I keep wanting to say Esau, but they never give him the name. For some reason. Just because. I think that point, they're just being lost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... I think actually in the scripts I read somewhere was it? it's Samuel oh, is really? his name yeah what? hmm yeah I don't know I why. believe I believe I read that somewhere and if someone can fix can correct me on that I remember uh, how how it's uh, what was that web series uh, how it should have yeah, ended yeah. called him Chaz <laughs> and he's like no one's supposed to say my name <laughs> but in some ways it's almost like the personalities or the histories of. Man Black and Jacob almost imprinted itself on everything that happened afterwards. The projector of the island, then the island just keeps sort of can't move on. <laughs> you know, we got baby stealing and lying, and deceit, and mm-hmm. so, wanting to get home and can't. I mean, just all the main themes. I think that's just really clever how they move basically almost all the main themes of Lost subtly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I almost kept waiting to see if Man in Black was some at some point say, don't tell me what I can't do. Yeah, exactly. Because he had kind of the same attitude about, like, I want to leave. Mm-hmm. Don't keep, stop, don't keep me here. And Jacob's so fascinating because he's kind of just, just kind of a sad little guy just doing mm-hmm. his job, but. Mm-hmm. Kudos on the casting of the young Jacob. No kidding, yeah. I mean, he he had the eyes and the those looks. I didn't think about it as much with the young kid in Man in Black, but he was good. He was a good actor, too. Yeah, he was a good actor, yeah. So yeah, we said this was a divisive episode because when it fr- when it came out, we just had Sun and Jin and Saeed dying, major character death, 
And then suddenly we go back in time to see this scenario that has like no very little bearing on a lot of, at least well we know it has a bearing but like well and the main character's actual none of the main characters even in this except yeah. for the the flashback footage yeah. or flash for whatever <laughs> <laughs> and Damon Lindelof one of the producers wound up said he who wrote it who right. wrote it he said said he regretted it partly because of the timing because it was a it is a weird part of the season because I do remember you know everyone's like on edge trying to figure out get answers to all this stuff. And this episode gives you some, but it is in such a literary vague way that it just drove people off the wall. Like, what is this episode? Who are these people? What does all this mean? And the whole thing about the, the magic cave thing was a whole new, for some people felt very new. I think we found things that like it connects to. Yeah. I mean, it, it certainly fits very nicely. I think with how Lost had always been going. But season six was very character-focused. This is really, outside of Richard's episode, the only mythological... I don't think there's another episode like this anywhere in Lost. No, no, that's honest. true. No, there's nothing like it. Richard is the closest he got, probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, because like I said, it is a character study, but it is also this, like, mythological thing. It's like it needs to exist, but there's no place to put it. Yeah. I mean, I could see... Like I said earlier, I could see making case for putting it earlier, at least for so you could show the audience some more of what this stuff is all about. It's like because, you know, for a while, you're not really sure, certain like, OK, it seems like this whole show is just about keeping the smoke monster on the island. Is yeah. that all there is to the island? Yeah. This episode goes back to like, no, there is a lot more going on here. Locke wasn't completely off his rocker and we sense that this island is something special. Yeah. In some ways, I think it would be interesting if, if you could have included this so that the audience would know some of the stakes of, like, make the 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 final showdown also about the stakes of not just keeping Smokey on the, on the island, but maintaining this. No, this island yeah. is a big deal, and we want to protect well, it. Well, you need almost, and you couldn't do it because the season completely structured a different way, but you almost need, like, a mini type of flashback that all season, so you're getting bits of this episode <laughs> all season. Okay, that'd be interesting. I mean, but you can't do it if you have all those other things that have to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's because like some of it you could get early, some of it you don't want to write around the sub, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's all adds just another level mm-hmm. layers to this thing yeah. that is lost. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's easy to armchair detective or armchair critic. It how, w- it's like this is how this should have happened, but it's 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 an interesting conundrum, I think, for mm-hmm. us because like. Like and we had to write one episode after another, you know, yeah. in a week and a half every time, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting to think about, okay, not that you can't blame the writers for doing it how they did it, but it was like, just interesting to think about, okay, what would have been another way to do it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, Nick and I have gone all into the literary Englishy field. Any other thoughts from the peanut gallery? Yes. Did the light in the cave still exist after the smoke monster came into existence? Or did the smoke monster, like, subsume all of that light and goodness into his black self? I would say that we still saw the light at least when they were doing the donkey wheel in the end of season. Remember when, when Ben turned? End of season four. Yeah. When Ben turned the wheel to move the island and there was that light that was pouring out of that crack in the wall. Ooh. Yeah. It's there, so but it's still yeah, there. yeah, it does go out of the cave. I, or at least a little bit. Well, that's... Well, 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 oh, does it? It seems like it it diminished or went away or okay. went dark before the smoke monster came out. It did, 
or while while it was coming out, and then it wasn't still there once the smoke monster was out. Well, we will see the cave again this season, so we'll just yeah. leave it there. So yeah, yeah, we'll leave that question there. It's a good question. Um, it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sympathize so much with the man black in this episode. I don't know. I mean, he is. He does still have more violent tendency, maybe, but he's. He just wants the answers. He just he <laughs> just wants to get off the freaking <laughs> island, and that's all he's ever wanted from the beginning. And it's an it's an innocent, harmless thing. And both his adoptive mother and his brother just won't let him leave. And then Jacob pummels him and, and throws him into this fate worse than death. And he really comes off as a victim in this. And I mean, he does then become. The smoke monster. Kind of terrible. <laughs> but I feel for him more. I just, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And it's weird to do that. You know, you just got super mad at him for the sub episode. And then suddenly have an episode where, like, you feel bad for him. Which is, Lost has always been big on, like, making you feel bad for people who, like, in real life you wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, like, Ben. Yeah. You know, like, the man in any real world would have to be tried for a ridiculous number of crimes. <laughs> same thing with sure. Kate. Same, same thing with most of these people. Yeah, Saeed. But but we're 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 very. Um, but the show's always been very much about. But see how they got there, which I think is is worthy in context. Humanizing um, them. Up yeah. Point. Yeah. Yeah, I think especially when Man in Black was a little kid. I echo Natasha's words. He's a kid, mm-hmm. and it's not a good idea to lie to a kid about where they came from. They're going to explode like Man in Black did, or they're going to be really submissive and compliant and maybe have other kinds of issues. Uh-huh. You can kind of tell the witch, Allison Janey, she knew that, she acted like she knew that he was going to come back and kill her. The way she made sure, was like, okay, Jacob, it has to be you. We have to do this now. Yeah. It's like, why don't you go get some firewood? Be careful, Jacob. She was saying goodbye to him. She like knew what was coming. Maybe she even orchestrated the whole thing. I mean, I, 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 that crossed my mind, actually, that maybe she orchestrated her death to a certain extent. Yeah, like, she said thank you. It was like, yeah, she didn't like, want to yeah. be doing this anymore. I wondered when, when I heard her say thank you. And that business about when she tells Jacob, you've become like me now, or we are the same now. And when she said, uh, I've made it so that you two can't hurt each other, which is ridiculous, because they do hurt each other. <laughs> Maybe she meant kill. Maybe they can't kill each other. How? What is that? If if she can do that, why can't she prevent herself from being killed? Or I don't know. That that's going to be one of those vagaries yeah. that it seems like like I don't know where these rules get set in. Apparently, like Jacob can set some rules. Maybe she had some rules set before she became. I think. Dead. I don't know. I think. I don't. Again, they they don't want to answer that. But I think yeah. to a certain extent, your will exerts a certain amount of order to the island. I guess so. But I don't think she didn't want to not die. I think she was tired of being there. Yeah, I think she wanted to go home too. I mean, honestly, it might have even been a, it might have been a lie when she said that she and Jacob were exactly the same. Maybe it actually was a transference of power. Yeah. The thing is, like, because maybe if she was immortal before, maybe she became mortal, mortal by giving Jacob. The thing with especially this episode that I guess I didn't notice the first, or maybe the second time watching that. It's very hard to know what even she's thinking because she's probably far more. I mean, we know she's manipulative, mm. but she comes off like only you think you know just where she's manipulating, but it could be far more, far more crazy. I mean, possible. almost Rousseau crazy to a certain extent. 
<laughs> um, it's crazy the thing that's baked in the cake as well. Yeah. In this thing. So. All right. Well, we're yeah. going along, which I knew we would be for this episode because it's a it's a doozy. <laughs> there's yeah. a there's a lot to try to interpret here. Yeah, you can write papers on this one. Yeah, for sure. So, any other closing thoughts? Speak now, forever. Hold your peace. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening to the weekly hijack. Stay tuned. We're getting near to the end of Lost. Until next time. This is Tim. Isn't it? And Janelle. And Natasha. Bye bye. <laughs>